0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9 of Scott Survive Survivor. My name is Brandon Weber, and today we're going to be talking about Episode 11 of Survivor Borneo. But before we get into that episode, there are a couple things that we want to talk about first. Um, first of all, Scott is here with me, of course. Scott, how are yes, you? Yes, I've
1: returned again for, uh, what, the eighth, ninth time? I just keep coming back. I love this show. I'm having a great time. Yeah, you
0: have been fully immersed in the show. You're kind of getting really close to the end of
1: a, of a full season. It's so exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, it's been a little depressing as well, but it's been a journey, and I'm on board
0: for it. Yes, uh, but like I said, we've got a couple things before we jump into episode 11. The first of which is I just want to give a shout-out to... All of you who have listened to the podcast so far, we just surpassed this week in the real time a a few more episodes ago in terms of recording, but we just surpassed 100 total listens uh, to our episodes. So thank you so much for listening, those of you who have have listened to every episode, especially um, you guys are the MVPs, and we love doing this for you.
1: Yeah, thank you, everybody. This, for us, is like we hit the podcast big time I quit my job last weekend when I heard this news, and I, I think Brandon's talk, he's been talking about it, so it's just a huge milestone, and like Brandon said, we're, we're so very, very thankful.
0: We already put down a, a few thousand dollar deposit on a new computer for each of us, and new headphones, new mics, so um, keep it up because we're going to need a few more listens to pay all that off eventually. Exactly. So... That is one thing. The second thing that we want to talk about is a video that was circulating uh, the past week or two weeks ago that uh, was on one of these Survivor fan Facebook groups that I'm in of Jervis Peterson, none other than Jervis, uh, refereeing a WWE gender reveal for Kayla, his daughter's baby, who she is whom she is pregnant with. Scott, this is wild.
1: Well, it's, you know, to begin with, it's such a fun video. It just kind of came out of nowhere. But it's also, Jervis is a grandfather. We're watching him and getting to know him in real time as, what, a 20-something? He's got to be in his 20s, maybe late 20s. And now he's a grandfather. It's It's like we've traveled through time. It's a little bit disturbing. It's a little bit happy. I don't. I don't really know how I feel, honestly. It's certainly weird,
0: uh, especially for you coming in without having seen this in the real time, and seeing it 20 years later. But Jervis has aged, of course, 20 years since 21 years since this show aired. Uh, and last week, in episode 10 of Survivor, we met Gunnar Peterson, who was Jervis's fourth child, and Gunnar makes an appearance in the video as a a person wielding a chair and uh, hitting one of the wrestlers with said chair during the (laughs) wrestling match. So that it blew my mind, and I think
1: it blew your mind even more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just there's not that much going on in that show that really dates it besides the the 4-3 aspect ratio and, like, occasional 90s techno music and cell phone that's, like, no one's seen in ages. But it really does feel like this could have happened today like so it's so bizarre to, to be reminded so strongly that yeah it has been 20 years and a lot happens in people's lives in 20 years
0: and don't forget about the huge tv that we saw a few weeks ago that <laughs> yeah. also dates it a little bit
1: <laughs> that thing must have weighed one thousand pounds
0: yes yes very much so well all the best to kayla's child uh it's gonna be a baby girl so all the best to them and keep doing WWE uh, or different gender reveals for future grandkids of Jervis, please.
1: Yeah, we know you're listening. Yes.
0: Eventually, this will get to him. Uh, so with that, we'll get to episode 11 of Survivor. And for me, this was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it Based on our talk before the show, <laughs> sounds like that isn't necessarily the case for Scott probably because it ends kind of the same way that the last few episodes have ended with Colleen being the final Pagong member voted off and leaving us with five original taggies for the final five.
1: That is precisely correct there Brandon. It's just even though my pick is now Sue, it's just hard to see uh, the last of Pagong be voted off of the islands, they're the fun people they're the uh, you know even though they get accused of backstabbing they're actually the most easygoing of uh the island and uh, although i was thinking about it now having uh an ensemble assembled of tagi only judges that could present some very interesting circumstances in the future
0: you mean Pagong only judges
1: did i say tagi i meant Yes. yes yeah uh, yes. Yeah,
0: yes, definitely. And toggy only voters at this point, they're going to have to vote for each other mm-hmm. now. So that I think that's fun. I think what makes this episode fun also, and we'll get to it more later, but the fact that it seems like they were going to deviate from the plan yeah. based on the immunity challenge. They were forced to not do that and go back to the original plan. So we'll get into that. Uh, and that's one of the things I, I like about it and um, find interesting. I wish we got to see whether they would have gone another route mm-hmm. with the vote, but we don't get to, and uh, we're just going to have to live with that.
1: Right. Yeah, it wasn't a complete disaster of an episode for me. I, I did really enjoy the challenges in this one. I thought they were so easy to follow and, and so interesting. So I, I definitely still had a lot of fun with this episode. Cool.
0: And Colleen is so great. I wish she got to stay as a contestant the rest of the show. Uh, She has some great stuff here.
1: Um, Colleen kind of almost does our job for us. We just need to pull what she says. And we're like, she perfectly broke down that situation. We're not going to get that as much anymore. And it does kind of bum me out a little bit. Right. And she is the hero at this point.
0: So we open this Mm -hmm. episode. Jervis has just been voted out. Colleen is the last remaining Pagong. And there's like the the music playing that like oh it's so sad colleen's the last one Mm -hmm. um and it's just you can feel the emotion throughout the episode that we are we're wanting colleen like come on colleen like you can do it you can stay one more round
1: right she talks about missing her team and we get that sad music and then just the flashes of each of her her now gone team members which is both kind of hilarious because of how melodramatic it is but also i really did feel kind of sad
0: right and we also at the beginning of this get a quote from sean that becomes pretty relevant where he says he he misses food but not as much as he misses his parents and <laughs> this is like they must have planted this question in his mind or something yeah. to so that we could set up this reunion with his father later in the episode
1: yeah i'm sure they knew that he was going to win that next challenge and just knew exactly what what buttons to press to get him to talk about i i love food and i love my my father now that you mention it
0: right but before we get to kind of the challenge we get a pretty um pretty up close and personal look at colleen's insanely gross uh legs that have been just (sighs) destroyed by this
1: experience yeah, the, this is not even the first time I've noticed it. I didn't want to say anything. It seems kind of rude. But her legs have been jacked up for several episodes. And she's, like, like showing us, like, her thighs. And she's like, yeah, I don't even know what this is. I'm just, oh. Maybe some doctors can chime in and let us know what horrible afflictions are covering Colleen's legs. But it's it's horrifying.
0: And she said that she thinks they'll be like that for the next three years. I don't know if she has any, like, experience to, like, say this, but... Um, it's been 21 years now, so hopefully her legs are doing okay.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I I hope so too. Maybe we'll find that out when we get a WWE wrestling, uh, baby reveal, ginger reveal video from her. Right, exactly.
0: And she says that she's a dying breed as the last, uh, Pagong member, but she's kind of, as you said, doing our job for us and (laughs) pointing out that she thinks that Tagi is pretty confused about where they stand with each other because she says Rich and Sue are talking to Sean and saying one thing and promising something else to Kelly and then Sue and Kelly are going behind Rich's back and talking to Sean about what they want to (laughs) do and then she says that Rudy just sits back and watches it all happen.
1: Yeah, that's gotta be accurate. It just seems like she's perfectly breaking down the situation and it's just hilarious that she would even know all of this. Is she just like hiding in trees when people are talking. And she's like, oh, so that's a, that's where these people stand. She's like, I have, I have no idea where any of these people are actually going to vote.
0: Right. And Richard is worried that Kelly is flip-flopping. And so Sue gets really angry that Kelly's kind of trying to ingratiate herself with the Pagong tribe to maybe give herself a better chance to win their votes in the end if she makes it to say, I wasn't really part of that. Like, you know, we talked about this. Like, I was, I didn't like what we were doing. I, I was with you.
1: I wanted to go with you. The alliances are... it. I'm with Colleen here. It's so confusing. Because then we hear that later in the episode that Kelly was... We hear someone, from someone's opinion that Kelly was uh, only making friends with Pagong so she could relay information back to... uh Toggy. so i'm just like well whose side is anybody on why are we taking this so seriously you know sue who says it's just a game why is this suddenly the most serious thing that the most serious like offense that could have ever occurred in your life like i don't understand what's going on it's hard to follow
0: it seems like maybe that kelly was supposed to be this like messenger who would and in- who would befriend the begongs and relay information but then they kind of got scared and realized that they didn't really like that plan because they were worried that she was actually like aligning with the other side.
1: Yeah, it would be, that would make so much sense if a discussion like that did occur because Ke- Kelly started getting like really guilty in the past couple episodes. So if she was actually doing something like that, like actually being a double agent traitor character, then I can see how she would feel really guilty about doing that. And
0: Rich and Rudy have a conversation, and they are pretty much in agreement that it's, it's them two to the end. So th- it seems like they see each other as their number one ally, and they want to be the final two. And Rudy has a quote that says,
1: You know, if, if I got along the way yeah. by somebody that gave me the word, right. I'd do something to him."
0: And I feel like Rudy could do a lot to people, given his history in the military.
1: Yeah, geez, what is he going to do? That's kind of scary, actually. I didn't even catch that. Is he threatening the <laughs> other contestants? It seems like it. I wouldn't want to cross Rudy. Yeah, but I feel like Rudy probably believes Richard here when he says that it's us to the end. I don't believe Richard, though. I, I, Richard's a sneaky snake. <laughs> he, he's probably promised a million alliances, and now he's saying, oh, it's me and you to the end, Rudy. am like, oh, okay, Richard, we'll see if that turns out to be true. I kind of tend to doubt that.
0: Maybe he'll be so scared of Rudy that his (laughs) prior alliances with other people won't come into play and he'll be like, yeah, I gotta just do it. See what happens.
1: Right. Yeah. How long is it until... I'm sorry if I'm supposed to know this. Or it could just be a secret right now. But how long is it until it's purely judged by the previous people? It's only the final two Oh, it's only the final two. Yeah. So, according to Rudy and Rich's plan, they want to be judged by the final. Right. That that's so interesting. I wonder who they would pick. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll get there when we get there,
0: we'll uh, get there when we or get there. we won't. It it's to be to be determined. <laughs> yeah. Colleen says that this is what happens when you put a big chunk of cheese in a maze and let all the mice go at
1: uh, go at it,
0: and she doesn't want to be a part of it. She doesn't think it's fun.
1: Yeah, um, I wish she kind of had a better attitude about the game at this point, but I completely understand why she doesn't. I mean, we kind of heard a similar sentiment from other members of Pagong who have been voted off, uh, and they kind of all said similar things, and then were voted out of the game. So I feel like she's known she's not going to be in the game (laughs) at the end for a long time now right yeah it reminds me
0: of Greg when he was on the way out he was like this is not I don't want to play this game um who knows like and then her exiting words I'll jump ahead briefly mm-hmm. is that she thinks she could have won if she were on Toggy so I feel like it's kind of like sour grapes like she's not yeah she's just doesn't she's sad about being voted out and so she's like
1: I don't even want to play your game anymore Sure. yeah I mean there's not, She. she knows the situation so well so she definitely knew the situation she was in uh and yeah that makes total total sense uh, they're gonna get mail
0: for their reward challenge and it says that they're gonna work out their brain instead of their muscles and rudy says <laughs> it says you can use your brain not your muscles which is good news not that my brain's any good but uh i'd rather use that than my muscles because the muscles hurt now
1: <laughs> i love those little those little snippets from rudy where he just like you know with a knowing grin we'll say like yeah cuz my muscles hurt now It's hilarious he knows
0: he's like a star in his in his one liners <laughs> Yeah, he must uh and then did you did you catch Colleen's line before like when she's talking to Richard about being excited for the trivia oh what did she say she says uh she was thinking that it's going to be just like a game show and then she says wait a minute or oh, yeah. we're already on a game show <laughs>
1: I love that. I love, it's so weird seeing, uh, like, these people be so, like, against each other behind the scenes and then together there's joking joking around like this and Colleen's basically doing, like, a stand-up comedy pit and she's like, well, wait, we are on a game show.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, So we're going to go to the reward challenge and we saw this in the preview last week that the winner is going to get to go on this yacht and Mm -hmm. Jeff holds up, like, a Visa card, like, as if they're going to have to, like, I don't know. I mean, they're paying for it, That the show is paying for it. Nobody's right. like, oh, thank God I got this credit card to pay for this yacht night.
1: Uh, yeah, it's so, it is, I didn't put that together. That is very strange. I guess it's supposed to be like a materialist type of night. It's like, oh, you get the yacht. It's like the classic rich people stuff. So here's this credit card. You can spend it on whatever you want to on the yacht. But yeah, I guess we're just supposed to link uh, the yacht with like, you know, free spending that you'd do with a credit card.
0: Yeah, I don't know. What could you buy on it other than, like, is the dinner, like, did they have to have a check and, like, leave the card with the check? I don't know. They didn't show, or I don't think they
1: showed it. Next time, Jeff needs to just come up with, like, a Hot Wheels yacht and just, like, pretend, like, this This could be you on here. You want this? Right, instead of a credit card? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's good product placement for Visa, I guess. Good job, Visa. Yeah. Uh, so, what the challenge is, is they're going to be asked trivia questions, and they're going to move from square to square, and they're, like, different colored squares. I think there's, like, four sections, and the last person to be on each color is eliminated. So, like, there are mm-hmm. two squares for each color. So, if you fall behind too far, then you drop out of the yeah, isn't this,
1: is this is a challenge they definitely made for me. Very easy to follow what's going on and see who's ahead and who's behind. And doesn't feel like they cut out like half of it, so you really have no idea. I loved it. Did you, were, were any of the questions,
0: like how much did you learn in this challenge through these trivia questions?
1: You know, I, I actually felt like, first of all, I, I think I, I don't know that I learned any useful information. I definitely think I learned some information. Um, but the way some of the questions were phrased kind of, I felt, gave away the answer for a lot of them like what do you have to do with water when it, you find it in a bamboo shoot and like nothing is you know one of the answers i'm like well that's probably going to be what the answer is right
0: yeah uh yeah some questions uh were uh, the, the most interesting question to me was that you drink kerosene to kill intestinal
1: parasites yeah i'm with rich on that that seems like that would just kill you right Maybe it does, and they left that out. Yeah, it gets the parasites, though. don't
0: worry, right. It gets some real good, right. So ultimately, uh, we're gonna get a tiebreaker question with Rich and Sean, and that is the tiebreaker question. And so Sean wins the night on the yacht. Um, and I don't think there's really anything else here that of, of note. Uh, Kelly and Sue drop out first, um, and then and then Rudy and Colleen are. Uh, shortly after and then the
1: the tiebreaker but rich seems to really have wanted this reward yeah you know who wouldn't honestly it's a great reward when you're stuck on an island um i love the irony of sean winning this everyone's been behind the scenes and to his face calling him an idiot calling him a dum-dum and he just beat everyone <laughs> at a trivia challenge, a challenge that you literally only use your brain. He beat everyone. It's like every time they call him dumb in the future, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, he might be dumb, but he beat you at trivia. So where does that place you, Stu? I mean, yeah. Sue? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Stew? I don't know. I don't know who that is, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a Stew who's dumber than Sean. Also, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't have to wait too long to hear him called dumb right. again. Uh, I feel
1: like it happens every episode.
0: Yeah. And you talked about it's it's ironic. And later, we hear that Colleen loves irony. So she was probably really into this irony that Sean just beat her in trivia.
1: Can you imagine the great commentary we, we would have gotten from her in the future about this if she hadn't been voted off? I really needed Colleen to make fun of people for calling Sean dumb, even though she probably has too. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, well, she calls him a putz uh, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, that's time. true. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we open on day 32, and uh, so I guess it's like the next day that he's going to get the night on the yacht. I don't really know. The timing is kind of weird in this episode. um So he says that he might be able to bring somebody for the, for I don't know, for the reward, and he says that he owes Kelly a dinner, and so she's going to come with him. Why does he owe her a dinner has this been
1: explored on the show i i couldn't remember either i just figured that was something that happened maybe it was a conversation between them i i I have no idea it did seem the way they framed it on the show is like yeah everyone knows that kelly is owed a dinner from sean remember when that that happened and we showed you that earlier but i i don't remember that even slightly maybe sean like knocked
0: over her like fish or something into the sand, and like she couldn't eat, or he ate her portion accidentally. I I don't know. I was thinking back. I was trying to jog my memory, and I couldn't couldn't think of anything, but it becomes a very relevant plot point in this episode uh, in a little bit, and Kelly says she likes Sean a lot and would be really excited to spend a night on the yacht and to refresh (laughs) for the next seven days.
1: I forgot that she said that. She was like, yeah, you know, he gets on my nerves sometimes, but he's a great guy. I, I love the little guy. I can't wait to go on the yacht with him. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it's going to
0: rain again. And Colleen has an amazing quote where she's like,
1: Today is raining. Last night it was raining. And I think tomorrow it will probably be raining. Yeah. Uh, the rain's beautiful. It makes for really beautiful scenes, and it makes even playing trivia look pretty dramatic um i thought i figured the rain was why they waited to do the yacht thing because imagine like going on the yacht and it's just like going like it's just like you know going back and forth and you're you're scooting around on your chair when you're trying to brush your teeth or whatever that sounds like it would be both dangerous and not really a whole lot of fun
0: yeah i think that's a good point let's let's go with that so i i don't think i'm keeping I keep getting the days mixed up or something. (laughs) Jeff is going to come get Sean, and he whispers to him, like, you can bring somebody for breakfast. (laughs) And then Sean's like, I can bring somebody for breakfast. Who wants to come? And Rich is like, you should take Kelly. Like, you're going to take her. And he was like, Kelly, do you want that to be your meal? And she's like, Sean, it's your decision. Don't pawn it off on me. And of course he's going to just pick Kelly, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, no, he doesn't.
1: Yeah, that it was such a bizarre scene because it seemed like everyone knew that he was going to pick Kelly, and now he's been being given this formal like decision moment. And he, I think Kelly's right. I think, I think he just didn't want to be the bad guy in front of everyone. Sean really does try, probably to no avail, to be very neutral, and he didn't want to be. He wanted to everyone to feel like they got their fair shake even though everyone probably already knew and i think kelly saying that is i think at that moment that's when he decided to go with anyone else like he was like oh you're gonna be like that huh no i'm going i'm going for rich
0: (laughs) yeah and also making it worse is, like, they had a confessional where Sean and Kelly are, like, in this in the shot together, and Sean is like, yeah, I'm gonna take Kelly, like, I'm so excited, like, I owe her food, and, like, it's gonna be great, and she's like, yeah, like, I'm so excited. And then he just, like, (laughs) this isn't even just he said it on his own, like, they all know that he's supposed to take her. It's, it's like a different,
1: yeah, it is so, it's so weird. I, I wish we could have gotten a better explanation about why he did that.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, as they're as Sean is going away in the boat to get to the yacht,
1: Sue says, you guys dumb. So dumb. Is he not? Yeah, well, he beat you in trivia, Sue. I'm going to say it every single time. He beat everyone in a game of trivia where only the brain is used.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> I, I, this yacht reward is amazing. Um, after 32 days here, like, this is, I don't know, this must be... One of the best feelings to like, finally take a nice shower and have this amazing meal. I did notice when he was getting a massage Uh,
1: that the masseuse gave him a pretty firm butt slap. Yeah, is this a common? I've never, I've, I'm not really familiar with the massage scene. Is that a common occurrence? (laughs) I've received massages. I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever gotten a full
0: body one or like had my. Like bare butt, even visible, <laughs> but yeah. I don't feel like that would be
1: very enjoyable. But yeah, did he did he ask for that? Like, what? How does that even occur? That is so, so bizarre. There was a quote that he said, like,
0: "Is my butt as bony as it feels?" or something. But then, like, what's slapping it gonna like? I don't know. Is she gonna yeah, be able to? Yeah, that's not the
1: tell? next step. No, there must have been more to that conversation that was not appropriate for uh, survivor or something. Right. No, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Uh, you're talking about how relaxing this is and it probably is really nice to you know take a re- nice hot shower and you know be wined and dined but but he was being filmed in the bathroom that i, I, I would be like uh, i would rather just go in the jungle than you'd film me like literally taking a shower right now like through the glass just like let's get a good shot of sean taking a shower right now like why this is the this is my area sir From what I've heard
0: about being on Survivor, they eventually stop noticing that there are cameras on them all the time. And so he's probably not even thinking about that.
1: Yeah, so you're saying it would be weirder if there weren't cameramen filming him in a towel in the bathroom.
0: I don't know if he would notice if they were gone either. I think it's just like like, they they? they become part of the environment. uh, So I don't know. I, I think there's probably not a person holding that camera. It's probably like a tripod or something. I don't know.
1: It was, there was definitely a person holding the camera. He was, he was getting a close shot of the, the bathroom door, which was see-through, by the way.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It still seems like it would be relaxing. Just
1: ignore the camera. What does that do for the psychology of the cameramen, though? Are they like, you know, do they get a little bit depressed when no one's really noticing them? And they're like, hey, I'm, I'm right here, man. This is an awkward situation, and you should address it and not ignore me as a human being.
0: Interesting. I don't know. We'll have to maybe our like we can get an interview with a survivor yeah. camera person. We'll get from a survivor cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That'll be our thing. It'll be find a camera camera person from each season. As <laughs> yes. We do it. So Jeff takes Sean and he says he's going to introduce him to the captain who won't be steering all night. He's going to go to sleep. And I wanted to pause and ask, like, do boats have like autopilot in the same way that planes do? I think you anchor up, and you don't really need anybody to steer at that point. So why do you ever need some—like, where are they going? Aren't they just staying in one spot the whole time anyway?
1: Yeah, but Jeff doesn't know that, and probably the producers of Survivor don't know that. So they're like, well, we'll make the dad the captain! The real captain's probably been in his, like, room for a couple days at this point.
0: Yeah, and then I'm going to pause again because Jeff says that the captain is familiar with the show— he's certainly familiar with you and everything that's going on. And I wanted to pause here and say, like, how is Sean not, like, what does he mean? Like, he's familiar with the show and he, like, knows me. Like, this nothing has aired yet.
1: Am I going to meet God? Do you have God up there? Like, (laughs) he knows all about you. He knows the things you've done. Like, whoa, (laughs) Jeff, who
0: are we going to meet? But it is not God. It is Sean's father. Mm, and yes. this is a beautiful moment
1: it's it is beautiful i felt a little intrusive in this moment that uh you know it's every it's like just like the last episode where jervis was on the phone it's like you know where it feels like we're intruding on what what should be a very uh you know touching moment between family members and it was touching but you know i wanted to see more tears brandon
0: Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a wonderful relationship. Uh, Sean's dad has a lot of love for... Sean says he's got a heart twice as big as his body. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's... I thought his dad was who said that. Right. Yeah, Yeah, his dad said that about Sean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which totally sounds like a Sean thing to say. So we know that they are indeed father and son. Uh, And then Sean says that this experience was worth more than the million dollars to him and i'm like well if that's true you could just go home like (laughs) just reunite with your entire family i don't know (laughs) right well what's
0: better than like a million dollars two million dollars so maybe he wanted the million dollar experience plus the actual cash i don't know yeah But Kelly is very upset that he <laughs> hasn't picked her to go with him on the breakfast,
1: yeah, we do kind of get basically a a rant from Kelly in pieces because she just keeps going like, I don't even care like whatever. I don't care about the food. It's not even a big deal. And then she just keeps talking about it and we know it's clearly a very it a huge ginormous deal to her and she's so hurt, which I would be too. i would I would be so upset with somebody if they promised me. <laughs> To be their yacht guy and then just didn't follow through at all. But it was, I've thought, pretty funny that she kept saying, like, ah, she she was playing it down. It's not about the food, whatever. I don't care about that. It clearly was. <laughs> right. Um. And so that
0: uh, Jeff is gonna come get Richard in the morning for the breakfast, and <laughs> Kelly yells, tell Sean he's got to deal with Wigglesworth when he gets back, and she's hungry. Uh so she's she's still thinking and she, and she mentions that she's hungry so it's it is about the food in some ways. Is Kelly's last name Wigglesworth?
1: It is. What? How did I not know that? That's an amazing last name. Yeah. Wigglesworth. That's has Got to deal with the Wigglesworth when you get back. That doesn't sound really all that intimidating.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're going to go on like a children's like show, a TV <laughs> yeah.
1: show. Like, okay, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that, Kelly.
0: She does call Sean a word that I won't, won't repeat on this episode of the podcast. They bleep it out, but uh, I was surprised by this. Uh, it starts with a P, and I wasn't expecting her to uh, <laughs> refer to him in this way, but it was hilarious. I don't even remember. You'll have to tell me. It was uh, very, very like quiet, and then they bleep out the words. You don't really hear what she's saying, but... Uh, it's there I read her lips and it's there.
1: <laughs> it was quiet like she knew she was trying to keep it down she's like I don't want to hear I want the other contestants to hear me say this. Right. I don't um, get in trouble with Jeff.
0: Yeah and so Rich is going to have breakfast with Sean and Sean's dad and Jeff I think is still there and Jeff is like <laughs> eat all the food it's all yours like get it, go away Jeff <laughs> like I don't know why is he always there? He's got to be there he's got to steal that camera time. They got to remember he's the host. Right. Sue is tired of rice, and Kelly is like naming Mexican foods and like closing <laughs> her eyes. It's like fajitas, chips and salsa,
1: <laughs> and they're just getting like a nice close up of, of her face.
0: Yeah, Colleen is again the the you know all knowing contestant, <laughs> and she says that she thinks Sean chose Rich because Rich has, uh, like social power and voting power and he is worried that he might be in trouble, and he wants Colleen to be voted off before he gets voted off. And so he's kind of going, trying to get on Rich's good side before this vote. I think
1: Colleen might... I'm sorry to to say this about Sean, but I think Colleen might be giving him slightly too much credit. It really did seem to me like that was a spur-of-the-moment choice. I don't think he put a whole lot of thought into it. I think he probably did pick Rich out of all of them, because Rich, it does seem to be uh, the all-powerful one that, you know, he catches the fish, he seems to be in power. Um, But I doubt he was thinking so much strategy (laughs) that Colleen seems to be saying here.
0: We'll see. I think Sean does have, like, more strategic quotes in this episode than others. So I feel like, in some ways, he kind of, like, has turned a corner, and he might be thinking about that. And she does say he's smart if he's thinking that, uh, she likes that good job sean yeah but rudy says he doesn't know why he switched but all them ladies are pissed off at
1: him <laughs> yeah it it seems like there's this like simmer parting party going on where everyone's just kind of like getting angry they, they're just talking about sean and every word makes them slightly angrier at him and they're just ready to pounce on him when he comes back, which comes later. But it's like probably the most awkward scene to happen in this entire show. You're talking
0: about when Jim comes back to camp and then they're like immediately yelling at Sean about why he didn't
1: pick Kelly. Yeah, it's just a completely, uh, complete like mismatch of emotions where these people are coming like, hey guys, what's up? Meet my dad. And they're like, we can't believe what you did to us. But they don't really ever meet in the middle. They're just kind of like, it's just this weird awkward mesh of emotions. Yes.
0: And Sean shows his dad, Jim, the super pole. Uh, and I was like, is his dad proud of him? Or is he like, man, my son is doing some some silly stuff out here.
1: He's probably like, that's exactly... How I taught you how to make the super pole back home, and I'm so proud of you, son. I really I, do think they are like single-minded like that. That it's father son all the way.
0: Yeah, and Jim would be me if I went to an island and people were asking me like, how is the stock market doing? And like, yeah, I mean, I would know the sports stuff probably. You'd have the sports. Company. Yeah, but I like who? Want,
1: like, is this war done in this uh, in Russia or whatever? I'm not even familiar with that war. What war in Russia was going on? Uh, in the early 2000s i'm not familiar with that i
0: i don't want to embarrass ourselves too much so we could just
1: we could just oh, that jump. war we could just yeah, yeah that oh won. my gosh yeah. that that out the outcome was <laughs> <Right>. insane yeah <laughs> um, so but he has in,
0: a gift for everybody in the form of care packages and i noticed that rudy's hat is very very interesting i couldn't really tell what was going on there
1: uh i thought the hat was for sean.
0: Well, I think Rudy, Ru- Rudy was wearing a like a white hat. I think I don't know. Oh, it was kind of a weird hat. I don't know. <laughs> it was like a very quick scene. Um okay. And Colleen is like on a high, and she's like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna win the game. I'm gonna be here for the the next six days. I'm gonna win it." Um, yeah, it, it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, did it was that from? Did she get the raisins? Was that her? Who? Someone got raisins, or maybe she got. And the maybe carbs. they
0: were all sharing everything, but she said oh. she's on she's on a sugar high, so she was eating something. <laughs> she ate like a bite of a crunch bar, and she's like,
1: "I'm in. I got this. That's right. all I needed, baby."
0: And Richard is like reading these like I don't. He said it was like printed out emails from yes. like, the w- most wonderful woman on the planet named Valerie and her husband. Right. I'm curious who Valerie is. I forgot to look up who she like was she the mother of his child or Mm. is she just
1: some other person i have no idea yeah well whoever it was she sent him like a 2500 word seven page essay not double spaced by the way so these are full like barely paragraphed pages uh of just text and he's just reading it and it's emotionally moving to him i would have skimmed over that especially from the cameras i'd be like i don't want to read this this is kind of crazy but what else do you have to do this there's so many hours in the day i don't know get an editor valerie that's all i'm saying okay. it doesn't need to be that long and if it does you can break it up a little bit right well, we'll maybe we'll try to get
0: valerie on the podcast also and talk we'll get to Valerie. Our, yeah. yeah so next we're gonna get to the immunity challenge which i think like this this scene of the immunity challenge and then as people get eliminated and come to shore is so well done i think they
1: did such a good job with the editing and the oh yeah
0: this scene it's amazing
1: i totally agree with you this is another they they made this scene for me they heard my they heard my complaints about how hard some of these scenes are to follow and they made a truly uh interesting and intense challenge that's also so simple in concept. Just literally stand on this balance beam while it gets a little smaller, and whoever's the last one on wins the challenge.
0: Yep. And we get a nice timing mechanism, not only by the like timing on the bottom of the screen, but by mm-hmm. where they are in the Bottles of Beer song that they're singing. <laughs> where uh, We're down to 78 bottles uh, when Rudy, who's our first a uh, casualty falls in the water.
1: Yeah. Um, that song, uh, incredibly annoying. I never knew it was that annoying, especially the way Colleen was singing it. take one down,
0: bottles
1: of if you can call that singing it was more like she was just screaming the lyrics and she didn't even look happy it just looked like she was crazy probably still high from the single bite of a crunch bar that she took
0: earlier she's i think she's trying to yell at jeff as much as possible for like making him or for him making them stand up there so she's just like when he's coming to like cut the balance beam she's just like yelling at him trying to like just be annoying in his ear but the song in general very annoying also
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have worked on me as a a contestant. I would have been out of there. Like, please stop screaming in my ear. I will go. I will fail the challenge. Just I don't I can't deal with this anymore. And it's funny that Rich (laughs) uh,
0: falls victim to his own, I don't know, expressiveness while singing this song. It seems like he loses his balance
1: because he gets too into the song. Yeah, maybe he got a little overconfident there because he's just like dancing around going back and forth, which is really impressive to see a man of his size and stature uh, maintaining balance while uh, singing a, a, a song that also requires you to count, by the way. Count down, okay? That's harder than counting up a little bit and keep track of that while he's dancing around. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to shake everybody off? And comp- yeah, he just completely loses his balance quite predictably, and falls into the water. Right.
0: And this is what I was talking about. Once Richard and Rudy are on shore together, we have this very interesting presentation of the challenge in that Richard and Rudy become kind of like narrators of the challenge and also of the vote that's going to happen later in the episode, where Mm -hmm. Richard says it's ironic that Colleen is even trying because she thinks she's dead tonight.
1: Yeah. First of all, it's so interesting to hear them deliberating so openly. Usually these these conversations seem to be like completely like off camera behind closed doors if they can find one on the island and now they're just straight up they're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's like, yeah, we have an alliance and we're going to talk about what we're going to do or apparently we thought they were we were they were talking about what they were going to do but apparently didn't go with that plan at all.
0: Yeah, um yeah, it, we'll, we'll talk about it right now, but he says that Kelly, on the other hand, has no idea that she's leaving this evening um, because probably they're just upset that she's trying to make herself look good to the Pagongs, and so, like, they need to get her out of there. And Richard is doing play-by-play on the challenge, and basically, the I think the key... Well, what you would think would be the key part of this discussion is once Sue is there, they say... If Kelly wins, should we vote off... Well, they say Sean or Colleen. And everybody says Sean, and it seems right. like they decide on Sean. The only thing I can think of is that they were asking who should stay, Sean or Colleen, to make it look like they're voting off Sean, but they don't end up
1: voting off Sean. I don't know. I, I Here's what I want for future Survivor seasons. I want them full mic'd up the entire time no matter where they are. I want to hear, I want to hear these shady conversations that are apparently happening off camera. Cause every episode, it seems to be spun a certain way. Like, Oh, they're going to, maybe that's just the idea of a TV show and being interesting and, you know, diverting expectations. But like, I don't know. I just feel like we keep getting thrown curveballs here and we think it's going to go one way. And then suddenly it goes literally the opposite way. How ironic. Right. As Colleen might <laughs> Co- say Colleen would love it. Yeah, irony
0: makes her happy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so Colleen asks Kelly on the balance beam, another really cool part of this challenge is that the contestants are talking to each other during the challenge. Uh, she asks her if she's getting voted off if she falls. Kelly says, not by me. That's true. She doesn't vote for Colleen. Yep. And then Colleen says, by the rest. And Kelly says, I don't know, honey. And Colleen's like, I'm guessing yes. Yes. And uh, she lasts almost three hours, but uh, she sadly falls to her eventual death uh,
1: of the vote that night. She knew right at the end that her head was on the chopping block. Even as we were being misled, Colleen still knew exactly what was going on far away, bouncing on the water. Very impressive show, by the way. Lasting three hours on that, their legs must have been so tired trying to stay balanced for three hours. Yeah,
0: Colleen's legs are beat up, and now they're super sore, probably, standing on that balance beam.
1: I hope she gets some medical attention off uh, the island.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't get any Dr. Scholl's uh, insoles, which <laughs> no. Kelly does. Another another, just very quick product placement. That probably was like $10 from Dr. Scholl's of advertising time. They're like, just, just give him some insoles at the end of this challenge.
1: $10? Is that how Cheap Survivor is? Let's get this show on the next season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe back in 2000. Yeah. Well, $10 was a lot of money back then. Right. So the
0: challenge ends basically at night, and so it's pretty close to when they're going to go to Tribal Council. So we just get some quotes before they get there. Uh, and Kelly has another rant here mm-hmm. about like the stupid alliance thing and keeping her dignity I, it was hard to track with her what she was saying, because she, she basically ends with, like, who cares?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like we've heard that song and dance from her before, and previously, whenever she said that, she just ended up voting with the Alliance anyway. She's like, I'm just going to vote from my heart, from my heart. And then it's like, okay, well, that doesn't really even matter. So <laughs> here it actually, she actually didn't vote with them. So for once, uh, that actually did come true. Right.
0: Yeah, and Sean here here's what I was referring to with his kind of strategic quotes. He says that Pagong picked up on Kelly's plan of being a double agent and like relaying the information back to Toggy. It's mm-hmm. hard to say if Sean was like a part of this or if Richard was like giving him the rundown now that he's not voting alphabetically anymore of like everything that happened in the game. But um yeah, it seems like they were I, I didn't get the sense from Pagong that they really Soured towards Kelly though. It seemed like Kelly was always like the one that they still cared about the most and saw as a friend.
1: Yeah, it could have been one of Richard's ruses to uh, get Sean's trust and just tell him, feed him some bull crap, and then just like, and just of course Sean's just like, okay, so that's exactly what happened. Right.
0: Um. And we talked about Sue being really close with Kelly, but <laughs> Sue says that she's kind of pissed off at Kelly now because she feels like she was going to stab her in the back. <laughs> Backside, actually, is exactly what she says.
1: It's hard to keep up with this, the relationship statuses on this show because it feels like just a couple episodes, we were watching Sue in tears talking about how how great her friendship was with uh, Kelly there, and now it's just like I can't believe she would do this. She's a horrible person and needs to be removed. Right. And
0: Jeff asked Sean about Changing his mind for the reward, and he says that it was mostly because Rich is the one that provides food for them, so he wanted to kind of give a little back and bring Rich for a meal himself.
1: Yeah, I actually do believe him there, but I still think that decision was made in a split second, and he's like, "I'll just take shot, or I'll, I'll just take Rich, whatever." Right. Kelly's not gonna let me, not gonna take the blame here. I'll just take Rich. Right. And then it, Jeff
0: is talking about how Richard almost got voted off two rounds ago, but the alphabet voting strategy saved him because Sean <laughs> voted for <sighs> Jenna. But they knew where Sean was going to vote, so I, yeah. Rich was like, Rich
1: was never really in danger. No, if only Sean uh, was playing the game a little sooner, he could have been in some danger there. But no.
0: Um, and then Colleen says that she thinks the game is going to get nasty after she leaves. And she kind of keeps saying, like, play nice. Like,
1: don't kill each other. I will, I'll be watching you. <laughs> yeah, Jeff even, like, echoes that for them. He's like, you heard what she said. <laughs> and it's so funny to see that next week on Survivor. And it's the nastiest pre-episode thing I've seen where everyone just hates each other. Poor Sean's just, like, the the, the, the little son who's like watching his parents argue and like everyone's just completely at each other's throats. So Colleen again makes the perfect call one last time.
0: Right. Uh, so we get to the vote and Richard votes for, we don't see Richard's vote actually for once they hide the Alliance's vote because we're supposed to think it's going to be Sean, right? Yeah. And that's kind of when I was like, Oh
1: no, no, it's not going to be Sean. They would have shown. Oh
0: no. So Rich says, "Why are you going tonight? Because you screwed up. It wasn't your turn. You were supposed to stay. So you're actually being sacrificed, even
1: though you were supposed to stay." Yeah, in a way, he actually. First of all, what is he talking about? By she screwed up, like she she didn't win. Yeah, she oh. fell off. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, he basically did. Even though it didn't show us his vote there, I felt like that was pretty spelled out. Who he, who he was voting for?
0: Yeah. And then Colleen votes for Sean again (laughs) and says, same reason as last week, really, he knows. He knows. (laughs) So he knows she just thinks he wasn't playing the game early enough, and so she's just going to keep voting for him.
1: Yeah, and that was her best chance with that vote. Like That was the only other person that was voted for, so she made the right call. It didn't help, but that was the only shot she had at not getting voted off.
0: Uh, Kelly also votes for... Sean and says "24/7" is all I have to say. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be hard <laughs> to watch if you're Sean. Like, oh man, people just like she just
1: hated being with me. Yeah, I don't know. I hope Sean wins, even though he's not my pick. I hope he wins. I hope he, pro- I hope he proves them all wrong.
0: Now Sean's like obsession with letters continues <laughs> here as he changes Colleen's name to Coolie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, soften the blow a little bit with that that vote. Like, hey, no, no problem. I'm, I'm voting you off, but hey, I said you're cool in your name.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So the votes come in, and it's Sean, Cooline, Colleen Coleen with one uh, L. One L, yeah. Yep. And then Sean, Colleen, Colleen, <laughs> the tribe has spoken. Um, and she said, like we talked about, be nice to each other. I swear to God, I'm watching you.
1: Play fair. <laughs> it is so great to see. It's horrible to see her go off the show. She was definitely my current favorite character uh, on the show, but it is, like I said, nice to see her join the ensemble of angels that will now be looking do- down upon the actions of the people that have wronged this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the show plays up the emotion of her exit here, I think, and it even like to me maybe it was just that the show is doing this but they have some shots where it like looks like she is emotional about getting voted off like i think she maybe i'm just reading it too much but mm-hmm. i think she really did want to win and she she is saddened that people have like voted against her which i feel like is how i would respond if i got voted off by like real people
1: yeah i mean even if you know you're getting voted off it's still like it, you do have to come to terms with like the fact that all those people ganged up against you and it's like that is very upsetting that's like it it's hard to deal with emotionally right
0: and so she as she goes out in her like post-mortem she says that she had a lot of fun and like the last week was hard and that she's excited to be a juror and uh like we talked about she thinks she could have won if she had been on taki and i I think I I could see it. Um, but at the same time she would kind of I feel like take the Kelly spot of like the young person and the group of the old people so I think if Kelly were also there I think they might have had a good shot to really do something but I don't know how much better she would have done on Tagi like she finished 6th
1: place that's pretty good I mean being on Pagong no matter what would have been an uphill battle because look everybody on Pagong is now off of the island so I think she's right at least that she would have been Still in the game at this point. Right. Uh, if she was on Toggy. Right. Um,
0: we get the preview for next week and you said it's it looks like it's gonna be a bloodbath, basically. Like <laughs> wait. Sh- Sean is just observing and he's like, This is the most conniving bunch of people I've met I've ever met in my life. There's not an honest one in the bunch. Uh things are falling <laughs> apart here at Ratana Beach. And so I think for you, this is like the best thing would have been the alliance to be crushed before yeah. it could, like, fulfill its duties, but the the consolation prize is that now they ha- they are forced to not align anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like every person who gets voted off now, it, instead of being sad, it will be a celebration for me. I'll be, I'll be like, yes! I I never liked that person and how they behaved, and now they're finally having to pay the price for it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah,
0: and we get sue and kelly look like they're really going at it and she Mm -hmm. says that she i think she's talking about colleen she like says she trusts her more than she trusts kelly which is a huge turn from the from like two weeks ago
1: yeah you might even say a backstab which sue has a huge problem with so you know it's hard to hear that from her she has a huge problem when it's not her doing it yeah yeah it's 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 very interesting that the people in power are like, yeah, it's just a game. Oh my God. Oh, these, these backstabbers. And then suddenly when the tables have turned, it's a completely different story.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, Sue is still alive. We'll see if she survives another week. Uh, We're at the final five. It's all taggy. Should be fun. It only gets
1: more interesting from here. I feel like.
0: Yeah. So we, we technically have the next episode, which will get us from five to four. And then a two-hour finale from four to the winner. Uh, so next episode, we'll just talk about the episode twelve when we'll go from five to four, and then we'll have one episode, maybe two on the on the two-hour finale.
1: Ooh! Wow! We're getting we're getting so close. It's crazy. It's it's been such a fun journey.
0: Yes. Uh. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh. I had a lot of fun today talking about Jervis' Jervis's baby, uh, Jervis's baby's baby uh, at the beginning, and mm-hmm. this episode of the show is a lot of fun. RIP to Colleen. She was a lot of fun. She was our our eyes and ears out there on the island, and we thank her for all of her. Thank you, uh, Colleen. Yeah, thank you for all of your insights into uh, what's going on mm-hmm. with the Toggies. So all Toggy from here on out. Uh, go Sue and go Sean I think is what we're falling we're for on Scott Survive Survivor
1: technically I'm going for Sue but in my heart I'm going for Sean because he's an adorable little baby boy that doesn't know what's going on <laughs> and with that <laughs> hopefully <laughs> the
0: baby boy can win it all uh, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time take care
1: see ya